Good morning, everyone, and happy Thanksgiving. And as Harlan mentioned, uh, it's Bill Wilson's birthday, November 26, 120-some years ago. So thanks for that, Harlan. And welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Larry Kay, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, November 26, 2020, and today we're reading from the big book, and we are currently on page 19, uh, the third paragraph. It begins, we have concluded. And today's readers, we have Sam S. on the 12 steps, Yvette L. on the 12 traditions, and the readers of the text are Martha Z., Samantha H., and Benita L. And the newcomer greeter following this meeting is Devorah S., and the host for the second hour is Esther C. Let me give you the share ID for yesterday, excuse me, Wednesday, November 25th, the 7 a.m. meeting, that number is 15,850. That's 15850. And the 10 a.m. meeting, 15,851. That's 15851. The OA preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions. We neither solicit nor accept outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. In fact, we take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, and that is to carry its message to the compulsive reader who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating, they can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. So let's go off the Rhode Island. Sam S., would you read the uh, 12 steps? Good morning. Hey, Larry, good morning. This is Sam S., compulsive overeater. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, may direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, I pass. Thank you, Sam. 
Okay, traditions. Yvette, we got 12 traditions, right? I think we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> Here are the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for a group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service. Oh, thank you so much, Yvette. Okay, here's how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive readers only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, for readers, it's six months, and there's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. And of course, we're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. If you'd like to share, press star one to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. And then of course, uh, press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we, uh, we're back in the big book, of course. We are in the chapter, there is a solution on page 19, the third paragraph. It begins, we have concluded. We're just going to read the one paragraph only. And I, now uh, let me pass the baton over to Martha Z to get us started. Good morning, Martha. Uh, good morning, Larry. Thank you so much for your jolly service. <laughs> this is Martha Z. I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, such a grateful compulsive overeater recovered from outside of Philadelphia. Uh, let me see. We have concluded to publish an anonymous volume setting forth the problem as we see it. We shall bring to the task our combined experience and knowledge. This should, su should suggest a useful program for anyone concerned with the drinking problem. So good morning, my friends in recovery. So it says that we're going to 
publish an anonymous volume setting forth the problem as we see it. So the problem is an allergy of the body and an obsession of the mind. So the doctor's opinion talks about the allergy of the body, and it says that the body of the alcoholic is quite as abnormal as his mind. So then, so this is this is what this volume is going to have in it. The first eight pages of Bill's story is an example of the problem, and then in chapter two, there's a solution. It states that the main problem of the alcoholic centers in his mind rather than in his body. Then in chapter three, more about alcoholism, it's going to deal with the mental obsession, and it's going to talk about the mental states that precede a relapse into drinking because it says that this is the crux of the problem. So. Uh, so what did that look like for me? Um, so before OA, I completely did not understand the allergy of the body. I would diet down, get to my goal weight, and then I would say that I could have dessert for lunch or dinner. And when I was dieting, I was not eating those foods that you know that I have trouble with. And so... <laughs> So then I would be introducing them, but having no idea. So I, as soon as I did that, I was literally on my way back up the same day that I got to my goal weight because I started eating those things that I did not know I couldn't. Um, and even in OA, I was trying valiantly to moderately eat certain foods. I knew I couldn't eat sugar, but I did not want to give up flour and um by the time I went to treatment, my treatment center had a plan that had no sugar or no flour. I knew I needed it. I knew I couldn't eat it. But I did not think I could live one day without having a piece of bread. And um, I kept thinking, what would I eat for lunch? And I, you know, I ended up, you know, having these lovely chef salads that were coveted by my four-year-old. Anyway, um, they also didn't understand the mental obsession. I had this voice pretty much 24-7, and I would tell myself that if I would just eat something, it would turn off the voice. And it it did not turn the voice off. It turned it up. It was like pouring kerosene on a fire. So um, anyway, I'm so grateful today not only to understand the problem but to also be living in the solution, which is the 12 steps. And I'm also grateful, so grateful for Vision for you and for all of you. So I hope you all have a blessed um, abstinent Thanksgiving. And I want you to remember that it's just another Thursday. And thanks for letting me share. Thanks for getting us started, Martha. Uh, so appreciative of that. Okay, we're going to transition to take uh, names for people who would like to share. Um, if, you, if you've been uh, uh, grateful in the past couple of days, we'd love to hear from you. Maybe you could step back if you've shared in the past couple of days. That'd be terrific. Who'd like to share? Katie Teresa P. Breva P. Loretta A. Okay. I'll tell you who I have. Let's hold on here. Katie, Teresa, Ross. Nessa, Loretta, Barbara, and who did I miss there? Reva P. Reva. Rick J. Oh, that's Rick. Hey, Rick. All right. So let's. Uh, if you're not Katie, if you would, if you'd be kind enough to mute your phone, and then I have Katie, 
Teresa, Nessa, Loretta, Barbara, Riva, and Rick. Uh, Katie, get us started here. Good morning. Good morning. This is Katie F. Can you hear me? Oh, beautifully. Thanks. Okay, great. I just sometimes they mute everyone. They, those people in the background. So, um, yeah, so I love this um, part of this little tiny paragraph. This should suggest a useful program for anyone concerned with a drinking problem. So, as um, Martha just also talked about. Okay. Sorry Um, about that, Katie. We're going to. Yeah, so sorry. Um, If you're not Katie, if everyone would be kind enough to meet their line, you might have to uh, check back in, Katie. My apologies for the interruption. Go ahead and give it a try, Katie. Sorry about that. Okay, I'm back now. Sorry. There you are. (laughs) Okay, there I am. Okay, so yes, um, you know, especially on Thanksgiving. I mean, what a perfect paragraph to be reading. You know, my husband ate light. You know, he knew he'd be having a big meal today. He doesn't have an eating problem. Um, And, you know, if I were to say, you know, jokingly, as I was saying before the meeting, that, you know, we take a day off on Thanksgiving, you know, that would be the end of me. And I, I can't, um, I can't do that because, because I have an eating problem. And this book explains that, you know, this book doesn't get me a new job. It doesn't, you know, pay my bills, but it teaches me how to live my life so that I can get a job so that I can pay my bills. And there's just everything that I need to know about how to deal with relationships, um, in, and just how to live the rest of my life is explained in this book. And I, I didn't understand that. I thought that my problem was that I was overweight. And if I were just at a normal body size, I would be happy. And I would know how to have relationships. I would know how to treat my husband and my children and my coworkers and the lady at the grocery store who looked at me weird. And I would be able to live my life. And it's not true. You know, I have a problem with food. I have to put that food down 100% of the time, not just when I feel like it, not on, you know, the days when I feel a little fatter and think, you know, maybe I should cut down again. No, I eat the same way day in and day out, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, my birthday, whatever it is. And I'm so grateful that we are not expected once we have recovered that we have it all together and we don't have to treat it the same way that we can just sort of rest and, um, you know, be a little bit flexible, you know, just have those mashed potatoes and gravy today. What's the big deal? No, I can't do that. That's not how I live. And I'm so grateful. And with that, I'll pass. Uh, thanks so much, Katie. Okay, next up is Teresa, followed by Nessa. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning. My name is Teresa. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in California. And uh, this is uh, another great paragraph in the big book. And I love it because it shows the problem. And I never knew what my problem was. I knew I had a problem well, I knew I had a problem with food because, you know, it's just always, I could never control it. Or, well, no, I thought I could control it, but it never lasted, you know, and I didn't understand what the, what, well, 
that, that true evidence of the problem was, which was allergy of the body and obsession of the mind. There are certain foods I cannot eat. I cannot go on a diet and not eat certain foods and then go back to them. You know, it just doesn't. You know, it just doesn't work, and and I'm and I'm proof of that. I tried it for 40 years, and it did not work. I almost died from it. It did not work. I was miserable, but I kept trying it because you know that's what I was told. You know, well, just take one, or you know, you know, <laughs> eat the low fat stuff. <laughs> I wanted to punch my doctor out for that one. <clears throat> you know, and it's just. Uh, or just eat less. Oh yeah, right. And you know, and it's this whole attitude of you know, there's you know, it's Thanksgiving. You know, you get to have whatever you want. I was hearing my husband talk about he's about it. You know, he's uh, diabetic, and so he's getting sugar. And I just like thought, and you know, the blessing is, is I, I don't have to run out and follow his example. And uh, but the worst part of the the, the problem is not the allergy of the body because if it was just that, you know, I could just say, okay, I'm not going to have, you know, the sugar, the flour, et cetera. But the worst part about disease is that obsession of the mind, which comes back and tells me, you know, out of nowhere a lot of times is, oh, you can do it. It won't hurt you. Oh, look how well you've done. You're better now. You can do this. It's Thanksgiving. And in Ellenbury, I have listened to it. I mean, maybe I'd be able to, you know, not listen at first and white knuckling, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do it, not going to do it, not going to do it. And then, bam, they would get me every time. And then, bam, I would come back up so fast, so miserable, the shame, everything. And today, you know, today, especially like today, it's just another day. It's just Thanksgiving. And, okay, and I'm just eating my regular food. <laughs> and I'm happy. You know, I don't have to think of it. And I'm watching, you know, other beings, people just being crazy about it. And, you know, and I just get to go, oh, gee, you know, I did that all the time. And one of the things I'm going to do for Thanksgiving today is, you know, because uh, I have decided, you know, not to, you know, be do in person, is to call my family and share, you know, a little time with them. And then share my time with uh with my husband, you know, my lifetime partner of almost 50 years. And, uh, you know, just be loving and kind. Those are the things that I've learned here. And one of the things I get to do is not point out his eating habits. And I just want to just snatch that food out of his hand. Gentle reminder. Thank you. I heard that. And, you know, I get to remember that, you know, it's just love and tolerance, you know, in all our affairs. So thank you for letting me share. And I pass. Thanks, Therese. I added an uh at the end of your name there. It's Therese, right? <laughs> okay, next up we have Nessa followed by Loretta. Good morning, Nessa. Hi, good morning, Vision for You. This is Nessa R., recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. In um, about two weeks, I will have nine years of recovery of maintaining a size six body after. Um, swinging from size 2 to size 24. Um, And I came in, uh, but I came in 18 years ago, almost 18 years ago, after having tried and failed at every diet, nutritionist, therapy, uh, uh, gym, all these kind of things. And I came in into uh, these rooms of OA, what people call the regular rooms of OA, uh, where there was very little abstinence, very little weight loss, loss, 
very little recovery, but a lot of love and a lot of acceptance. And that, that kept me in for a while, uh, but that didn't work. So I switched to other rooms of OA where they were focused on a very strict observance of the tools, especially uh, a very rigid, regimented, uh, policed uh, food plan. And there, there was a lot of abstinence, a lot of weight loss, um, also a lot of relapse, um, and very little recovery. And like in the other rooms of OA, um, no big book. Um, and that didn't work for me either. Um, and this is why um, this, this phrase always catches me at this paragraph, a useful program for anyone concerned with a drinking problem. Because this is what the solution is. The solution is not in the love and the acceptance, although those are nice and helpful supports. Uh, the solution is not in the tools, uh, although those, again, are, are a very helpful support. The solution that I found um, was in, in the pages of this book. Um, and that happened um, when I met my current sponsor, who, uh, who was recovered herself uh, after struggling with, with weight, with high weight for, for a long time and, and failing at everything, just like I did in order to, to um, control the food and control the weight. Um, I never really wanted to be a normal eater. What I wanted to be was able to eat everything I wanted and still be thin. And, I mean, for me, every day was Thanksgiving. Um, I mean, I don't celebrate Thanksgiving. I live in Canada. But every day I ate like it was Thanksgiving, you know, the same amount of, of foods. Um, you know, one of my big triggers actually now is um, the, 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 the feeling of being full and overstuffed. Like, I, I don't know, like people, I mean, I, I'm not. I like that feeling. And the first thought that comes into my mind when I'm feeling like I'm, I'm about to explode, like, you know, I cannot even put one more morsel into my body, is I wonder what I can eat in order to make this, this, this uh, stuffed, bloated feeling go away. You know, this is how Time crazy I am. Thank you. Uh, and the only thing that took this away were these beautiful steps that brought me closer to God uh, so that I no longer need the food to get to life. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Nessa. Okay, next up, Loretta, followed by Barbara. Good morning, Loretta. Good morning, Larry, and happy Thanksgiving to all of you who I thank every day for saving my night, life, my night, <laughs> my life, uh, yeah, my night. Uh, Compulsive overeater, anorexic, grace with God's absence, recovered for today, and I live in Raleigh. And the par or the sentence I want many, um, I'm sorry, we shall bring the task of our combined experience and knowledge. And it was interesting. I'm working with my uh, new sponsee, and um, she's at step eight, and we were talking about Thanksgiving. I know we're not there yet, but um, she is bringing to her table today um, her ideal relationships. And I thought that it for all her family. So she has the ability to separate because of to bringing that to her table today, the food, the family, and the feelings. And in order 
for me not to separate myself from people. And I just thought that was amazingly priceless. Like it is, that's why we do this because we get knowledge from other people's experience on how they uh, bring things, especially around holidays, to prevent them from going over the edge. And today, with God's grace, I will be at a family dinner. It's very um, small, but I will have um, people in my family, and it's only because of the grace of this program, uh, I will be celebrating 19 years of being out of the food, not today, but shortly. My brother-in-law will be um, has 50 years of recovery in AA, and my sister has 42. But in spite of that, I still have to bring my ideal relationship into the mix because it's my selfishness, my self-seeking, my dishonesty, and my fear that I have to look at. Those are my difficulties. And so with God's grace today, there is a plan, a, a, a plan of action, a food plan. I have a food plan that I texted last night. Everything is covered, and the drink problem will be solved if I use God and the uh, action plan of this program and my steps. I am going to have a happy Thanksgiving. And that was not available to me um, 20 years ago. That was not available to me. I was in the throes, and especially when you're anorexic, you don't eat, and then you do a number on yourself. And today, a wretch like me has been given God's grace. And hopefully all of you get the same grace by working this and uh, turning to God. And with that, I pass. Oh, thanks, Loretta. We have uh, BRR, Barbara, Viva, and Rick. Burr. Okay, Barbara, you're uh, up. Good, good morning. morning. Good morning, Larry. Can you hear me? Yes, beautifully. Great. Well, happy Thanksgiving, and thank you to, for doing so much service. How grateful to be giving thanks on this very day that this slip of a book was published because without it, I might be dead by now. 237 pounds, I was morbidly obese. How I hate those words. How appropriate and humbling that in writing this tome, we learn that they use the combined experience and knowledge of others to create this amazing life-saving blueprint for living. After two decades of abstinence, I still acknowledge that I can never afford to become complacent, sort of like reaching rock top, thinking I've read the book, I've done the steps once in 20 years, I've got it now, I'll take it from here. In that mental frame of mind, my first innocent bite would be caused by my mind, but the second and third and fourth would be caused by my body. Absence isn't just the goal, it's the ticket in the door. The circle in the earlier copies of this text for living represent to me that I'm never going to graduate from this program, nor would I want to. And inside the circle is the triangle, and on one side is written recovery, 
for me from my compulsion to kill myself with food. And then on the other side of the triangle, the word service, which I gladly do as a way to pass, 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 to pay back the kindness of others and ensure I have less chance of becoming complacent. And finally, the word unity on that third side. My firm belief that the fellowship of this program are there to support me. All this is contained here. How lucky and grateful I am. I got to OA, and OA brought me to a power that loves me unconditionally, but loves me too much to let me stay that way. Thank you, Dr. Silkworth, for explaining his theory about the double whammy and his humility in writing the sect that his scientific knowledge could only go so far. And for the two men who got Ebby to the Oxford group and from there to Bill Wilson and Dr. Bob and many others who helped publish this book, this book and program truly saved my life. When I came in in 1997, I was broken without hope that I'd live to see my children and be with my dear husband. But when I crawled through the doors of OA, hope was born within me. I recovered from this disease, but I will never be cured and grateful to take this journey with you. Humble and knowing I must work all the steps even harder today than yesterday. And I must always keep my memory green, never thinking I've got it. So happy Thanksgiving to all of you. The turkey may be stuffed, but we don't have to be. It's the faces around the room, or in our case, perhaps around the Zoom room. That's what I focus on, not the food. The food is just there. It's not that important. Thank you so much. I wish you all a safe, sane, wonderful Thanksgiving. I pass. Thank you, Barbara. Okay, next up is Reva, followed by Rick. Good morning, Reva. Reva, press star one. Maybe, uh, Reva, maybe we uh having some technical difficulties there. Maybe we can loop back around to you. And, hey, Rick, are you available? Hey, Larry. There you are. Oh, okay, just getting off speaker. Yeah, it caught me a little bit off guard, but, uh, yep, here we go. Um, yeah, hi, uh, everyone, and happy Thanksgiving. Uh, my name is Rick. I am a... Uh, Compulsive overeater in Cary, North Carolina. Um, recovered, but not cured, as my dear friend says. Um, I um, am feeling very connected, and um, I'm not alone anymore. And I think that's the biggest thing that jumped out at me. You know, is uh, is you know this all the people that have come before us you know, combining their experience and their knowledge and uh, weaving it into this this beautiful program of recovery. So for me, without, you know, without the uh, the experience of, of these people, you know, uh, people who were sharing, 
you know, their common problem. So I could really relate to it and, and truly understand that they knew me like no one else. Uh, then this would just be another self-help book, you know, that, uh, that I would grab at Barnes and Noble and read for a little bit and discard along with all the other ones that, uh, you know, I've collected over the years. There's something about that combined experience and knowledge, you know, and, and experience for me, that's, uh, there's two things that I never argue about with, with people and that's their experience and the way they feel about something. Um, you know, and experience for me is just a fact, you know, it's just a fact of, of your life. You know, and the knowledge that comes in with this as we go through this book, as we go through these steps, as we go through, you know, this program with uh, with each other, with sponsors who are recovered, um, there is this, this sense of, you know, of place and true understanding that, um, first of all, I trust you. I trust your experience because you share with me and I can relate with you. And the knowledge gained coming through this book and working the steps, we, we are going through, you know, this, uh, this continual, you know, knowledge of continued experience, which keeps growing. Uh, so I love it that we, uh, we do know what the problem is. And we also know what the solution is, but we're doing it together. And I can be anywhere and, and looking through you know, some of my pictures recently, and I, I see myself in, in family settings, and, you know, with groups of people here and there all over the place. And I and I just remember, you know, how many times I just felt alone and I just I felt cut off, felt disconnected. And, you know, I don't feel that way anymore. I, I truly am, um, you know, sharing this sunlight of the spirit with people who who love me and understand me. And uh, and. I can be the best version of myself that I can be today and, and actually show up for people and have relationships and feel love uh, because of this program. And I don't have to be alone. I don't have to be trying to pretend to be someone I'm not. I can just be me. And for that, I am so grateful. And with that, I pass. Thanks so much, Rick. Okay, let's zip back to Reva. Reva, we were testing your patience this morning. <laughs> Good morning. Hi, this is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. My higher power has a great sense of humor. Um, <laughs> so with this paragraph, I just love the fact that they put the word experience before knowledge because there were a lot of people, professionals, who had the knowledge, um, even knowledge about eating disorders, but when I walked into the rooms and I saw people who had experience and, like it's the and, it's both, um, people who did what I did, thought how I thought, felt how I felt, and this wasn't just a drunkalog support group. They had the knowledge. They had learned what the real problem was. And I, too, like everybody else, thought the food was the problem, not the solution, and I thought, just put the food in order. This group's going to teach me how to control and manage my food. I'm going to leave in a few months and get on with my life. Um, so through the first 100 and the other recovered people who have and continue to remind me of my problem, yes, I have an allergy of a body. 
yes, I have a mental twist, but what's my real problem? My real problem is lack of power. It says lack of power, that's my dilemma. And that's why they're writing a book to give me the instructions and show me what I need to do so I can access power. And then the other thing I learned is that my power is this selfishness. I'm just like a self-will run riot machine. You know, my problems start, as I've heard shared, when I'm abstinent only. And that's when I get all those bedevilments. Um, so I learn that in order to get rid of selfishness, I need this power because I can't make myself unselfish. And then the thing that strikes me the most is that it's useful. Useful. It was so funny. When I first came in, I would do my little what I called my little OA work, and then I'd put my books back in the drawer, and I'd get on with the day. And it was like Reva running the show. And then I'd come back and pull the books out and do a little nightly review, and the day was like a mess because I was running things. So useful means I use it. When do I use it? All day long. All day long, as people have shared. You know, this book gives me minute by minute, moment by moment, instructions. And why do I use it? Because in the paragraphs before, it tells me once the, the food is down, once I'm letting God remove my selfishness, what's my real purpose to get to step 12 where I practice this stuff in all my affairs and get out there, you know, here's our huddle, but then I go out there and I play the game and I integrate this stuff, not just in the meetings, in my work, in my family, and it is not easy, um, but it's reminding me it's a we thing, and it's um, I have always these people with experience um, to draw on, and uh, I'm just so passionate about this paragraph. So with that, I pass. Thanks. Oh, thanks, Reva. So what page are we on? Well, I'll tell you, Larry. If you get here on time, you'd know. But we're on page 19, the third paragraph. <laughs> we have concluded, and. Um, uh, if you uh, haven't shared in the past couple of days, you're wondering how the heck am I going to get through this day, please uh, give me your first name and we can share on this uh, paragraph. Jackie B. Jackie. Martha. Kathleen W. Kathleen Kathleen. Ron. Ron. Helene L. Vanessa L. Helene and Vanita. Let's stop there for a second. I don't know that I heard a Nadia. That might have been someone else, but if there's a Nadia, we'll, no, that was me. we'll throw you. Nadia. Thank you. Oh, Nadia. Okay, good. I heard you. Oh, good. Okay. So here's our lineup here. Uh, we have Jackie. We'll go to the Bronx. Kathleen, Devorah, Roz, Nadia, Helene, and Vanita. Jackie, why don't you get us started? Good morning. Press star one, Jackie. Uh, yeah. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Jackie B. from the Bronx, and good morning, everybody. You know what I'm grateful as I'm sitting here thinking is I'm so grateful that I don't have a alternate food plan on this holiday. You know, that was the whole big thing about recovery, early recovery for me, was, you know, I used to take uh, mini vacations for my abstinence or you don't understand. I got to go to family, so I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. You all this planning on what I'm going to do, you know, to fit my recovery to the holiday. I'm so grateful today. I don't do that. Today, 
Yes, it is Thursday. That's one thing. Yes, it's Thanksgiving. I'm thankful today that I'm present. I'm thankful today that I'm in the body that I'm supposed to be in, that I'm in the mind that I'm set that I'm in, and I'm in the recovered state of mind today. That's what I'm happy about. And my husband and my daughter are doing all this cooking, not, you know, traditional, but just cooking. And we'll sit and have an abstinent meal together, just the three of us. And that's okay. You know, grateful for that. And you know what? At the, re- the rest of the day, so what? My biggest thing is to tell people, hey, I love you. I'm here and I'm present. And that's what I'm thankful for today is that, you know, last day my sponsee did a fourth and fifth step, and I was so grateful to hear it. I was so grateful. You know, that's the amazing part of this program is that once I put down those foods that trigger the allergy, that noise in my head disappeared, and I'm present. And how do I continue? I continue by changing by evolving every day, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, every day, any day, I really transform each and every day. And with that, I bless everybody and let you know that I love you far and wide. And I pass. Oh, thanks so much, Jackie. Okay, next up is Kathleen, followed by Devorah. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Larry. This is Kathleen W. from Illinois. Um, I don't have a lot to, to add, but I, <clears throat> I just want to take my seat, so to speak. And um, today I'm so grateful that um, I have this combined experience and knowledge because on my own, uh, I don't have what it takes to find this place of uh, entire abstinence, um, which is, as somebody said, the, the, the key that unlocks the door for a really great life that I can have that I, I wouldn't have ordinarily. Um, sometimes it is difficult for me because I was more or less a high bottom uh, drunk, so to speak, as far as food is concerned, a compulsive overeater. Uh, I didn't gain a lot of weight. Um, <clears throat> I think at my highest ever, I was 169 pounds. And um, so uh, it's been hard for me to, to actually believe sometimes or understand that I really do have this disease because uh, I, I, it's all of the yets, you know, if had I gone on uh, as I, in my, in, as the way I was going, um, I'm sure I would have met with a lot of the yets, the, you know, the obesity, the, um, the, um, the guilt, the shame. I had all of that even, you know, at, at my weight, I still had all of the guilt and the shame. But um, I'm really grateful for this vision meeting because I've been in, in program for about 26 years. And uh, even in AA, sometimes uh, there's not a lot of focus on the big book. There are some people in AA don't even know a lot about the big book um, after being in for several years. And so this is such a blessing to me that we're going paragraph by paragraph after all these 26 years. And I do, I always love the big book, but I, I have read it on occasion, you know, or when I was working with a sponsee, but this study of this has really been helpful to me. And um, 
I'm just so grateful today. And uh, and yes, some things still call me. I'm I'm I've been having problem with uh, with bread in the last few days. It looks, you know, it's kind of been calling me in a way because I've my abstinence is is sugar and flour. So uh, it's good to hear the comments today about what, how people are are uh, looking at that and and dealing with that. So. I'll, with that, I'll pass, and happy Thanksgiving to you all. Oh, same to you, Kathleen. Thanks for your share. We have Devorah next, followed by Roz. Good morning, Devorah. Devorah, Hey, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Vision for you. Great to hear all of you. Such wonderful insights I'm hearing here. My name is Devorah S. I'm recovered from New Jersey. And um, this little paragraph has the word problem twice in it. Um, we're setting forth the problem as we see it. And uh, this is a program for anyone concerned with the drinking problem. And my whole life, I was it was a problem. It was a big problem. How I was going to, you know, I was a heavy child and grew up to be a heavy adult and teenager before that, and it was just, it, it was consuming, it was consuming, um, and all I wanted, all I all I thought about was if only, if only this, if only that, if only this, if only that, and, and it was all about being thin, if only I was thin, and everything would be, my life would be just, everything would just be perfect, and, um, you know, so coming into this program, you know, 21 years ago, I realized it had nothing to do with that. You know, the food is the beginning. I have to put down the food. But there's so much more underneath all of that. Um, You know, the problem was I didn't know how to deal. I didn't know how to deal with stuff that was coming my way. And this program has taught me and is teaching me through everybody's experience. The experience brings me the knowledge um, of, you know, of, of how to live today. Um, and how grateful I am to that, to that. You know, today we celebrate Thanksgiving. You know, the pilgrims celebrated it because, you know, they were so thankful. They, 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 I, I, I teach second grade, so this is in me. We were talking about it the whole time. We were, they, were so, they, were, they were looking for freedom, right, freedom for religious reasons. But here I, I'm looking for freedom in, in just freedom from the food. I gain it here. I'm not obsessing with the food anymore have freedom and freedom in life. You know, how free do I want to be as we hear? And I want to be free today, free of my, the things that get me down. Um, and I can only get that here in these rooms uh, by working this program every single day, living in 10, 11, 12. Then I become free. Um, and that I am grateful for every day. You know, Thanksgiving is a great day. We have a great day off and it's wonderful to be with family. But every day is a day where I can where I can celebrate gratitude, um, and I get to do that here by working in this program. And I'm so grateful um, to be here and to be with you and to be part of this. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Deborah. Okay, next up, Roz. It's your turn, followed by Nadia. Good morning, Roz. Thank you, Larry. Happy Thanksgiving. My name is Roz G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Palmdale, California. And uh, uh, when I was in in college and getting uh, my last degree, I did some research on experiential knowledge, and it is it it it's a it's an it's a way of learning that um, comes through 
um, putting on the moccasins of someone else <laughs> or having put them on and learning from just what they've done and what they have experienced. And I'd like to tie this paragraph uh, to the word experience to page 103 where it says we are careful never to show intolerance or hatred of drinking as an institution. Experience shows that such an attitude is not helpful to everyone. So throughout this book, various contributors shared their experience uh, in different ways, whether it's through Bill's experience, through Fred, the man of 30, and Jim, and the people in the back, and Dr. Dr. Silkworth sharing his knowledge of, of what his opinion was of what our problem is, what my problem is. So I have all this combined experience, and then the spiritual, which has given me the power to have neutrality towards the towards food, and especially the foods that are going to be on the table today. Three, four years ago, I was a jealous, angry, prideful woman who was in so much pain and so angry that I didn't even show up to Thanksgiving. I lied to my mother and told her I was going to be there, didn't show up, sat in my living room by myself, filled with self-pity, and today... After working these steps and doing what this book tells me to do and having a fabulous sponsor who's, who helped me with a food plan and really taking a look at step six and seven and, and living in, in the column five way, I'm the lady who's actually cooking the turkey and some other things. And, and I've shared before, I have a garden in my backyard and I've got all this wonderful lettuce coming up that I'm going to pick today fresh radishes to make a fabulous salad and share it. And we're, yes, we're having a small gathering, but that's the way I'm giving this year. I'm giving foods. Um, yeah, there's some foods there that I don't eat, but I, but I'm not going to be intolerant about it. I'm going to share it. I know how to cook, but I know uh, what will happen to me if I eat it. So there are certain foods that I can put in my mouth and certain foods that I can give and be, and, and remember that paragraph that says, look for it, for what, how we can give to the occasion rather than what we can take from it. And I don't want to sacrifice one meal to have to start all over again and be in a lot of shame and physical pain and, and indigestion. No, thank you. I'd rather be grateful and gracious and kind and loving. The attributes of my higher power, that's what I want to um, give off today. Thank you, Larry, for your service, and everybody, I pass. Uh, thank you, Roz. Okay, I don't think we'll get through all three, but next up is Nadia, followed by Helene. Nadia, good morning. Hey, good morning, family. It's Nadia from Toronto, recovered today by the grace of God. And um, so I just realizing, you know, every day, every day I have an opportunity to be grateful and and to do my stuff. So it's it's a routine and i have to think about my physical my emotional and my spiritual recovery and then i can show up for life i could be you know the spouse the mother the daughter the friend um all 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 my roles i can play all my roles with my higher power 
I can't do anything without my higher power. I need my higher power to put my socks on in the morning. Um, and that's when, you know, I get on my knees and I surrender. I say, just take all of me and do with me as you will. Release me from the bondage of myself, of my crazy, like rewire my brain because my best thinking got me here, you know. So um, I just am so, so grateful. And waking up this morning and almost every morning now, it's just I wake up with a smile on my face. And then sometimes, you know, the craziness comes back. Well, sometimes, always, the craziness will come back. And, um, and I'll be like, oh, I don't want to do that. You know, why do I have to always do that? Why is it always me? And I deserve something. And, um, you know, so then it, it's, it's switched over. You know, it's, I'm transformed because, because, why am I transformed? Because I have this wonderful connection with God. And I choose to call um, this power God, um, not in the religious sense, but in my sense. It makes sense to me. And um, there's something I wanted to share. What was that? Oh, my goodness. Um, oh, yes. So I, I decided, I decided uh, a while ago to reintroduce something. Like this is, a, I don't know, five years ago, to reintroduce something in my, in my abstinence. And, uh, but I can handle this. I think I'll be fine. I'll put boundaries around it, whatever. And then it just became a monster. It just ate me up. And I just thought, you know what, God, this is not working. You take it. Just for today, I will not have this. And then I had something else, which was kind of like a substitute, whatever. And, and that became another monster. And I thought, okay, <laughs> I surrender. So it's just physical craving, or and then and then it's the mental obsession of the mind, and then it's the surrender and the salvation. And I'm so so grateful for my salvation today. Um, and I just wanted to wish all of you a spiritual awakening. Every day is an opportunity to reconnect. Thank you so much for your service, and thanks. Happy Thanksgiving to all my U.S. family. With that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks, Nydia. Appreciate that. Okay, Helene, it's your turn. Good morning. Thank you, Larry. Thank you for the service. I don't usually share here, but I wanted to. Uh, I've been abstinent 48 years, a day at a time. Thank you, God. And um, this morning as I was meditating before the meeting, I was thinking I come from New York City. There used to be a woman here. Her name was Margaret. And when I first came around and I was scared, I had a lot of weight on my body. I had almost jumped out of a window. Um, But I came back in, and that's when I found recovery. And it was freezing, and I was living in a uh, fourth-story walk-up, and I was feeling so alone. And this European woman opened up her home, and this was not during the pandemic. This is many, many decades ago. She opened up her home to all of us, and on Thanksgiving, we used to go to her home on the west side of Manhattan 
and they'd pass around these little corn things, corn kernels, and we would have a Thanksgiving. And I heard on this meeting this morning that it's not the food that I ever wanted. Yes, I stuffed myself. I, you know, I, I was obese. Um, all of that. I really wanted the love, and I didn't know how to articulate that when I first came into program. And when I sat in that Thanksgiving room, in her living room, and just felt the warmth of the people around me, oh, I'm, I'm feeling teary, that I didn't have to do this alone. There were other people who really cared. And I just wanted to share that with you because there are souls, you know, that continue on even though they may have gone to another realm, you know, there are so many recovering people and we don't have, I don't have to hurt myself and kill myself with food anymore because it never gave me what I really needed. And what I really needed is love and connection. And that's what I get from this meeting, other meetings, and from program. That's it. Uh, beautiful way to wrap up. Benita, would you hang out if you can uh, for the second hour? Uh, so uh, didn't, my math didn't work today, that's for sure. Okay, so so uh, thank you. <clears throat> thank you to everyone who has joined us and participated today. <clears throat> Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study and uh, that will immediately follow in closing. The share ID for today, let me give you that. I received it, but I didn't write it down. Okay, da, 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 da. vision for you. There it is. Okay, the the uh, share ID today, November 26, 15,858. That's 15858. And so we'll now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And will Samantha H., will you be kind enough to read that for us? Thank you, Larry. Good morning, everyone. My name is Samantha H. I am a recovered compulsive overeater, restrictor, and bulimic from New Jersey. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until.